Hello, and welcome to the third episode of Science Who, where we take scientists from the past and learn about them together. You can reach us on our website of wnth.radio.com, on Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Now, let's get straight into our episode about James Clerk Maxwell and the discovery of the electromagnetic field. Today we have a special guest, Isabel Reitz. She's a fellow podcaster with her own podcast named Scientific Game Changers. I highly recommend this podcast. It has a lot of similar elements to my podcast. So once we're done with this episode, I recommend you go listen to our latest episode. So uh, we're going to do a quick quiz, right? Uh, About this guy, James James Clark Maxwell. Yes, and I don't know anything about him, so... (laughs) So, question one. Was James Clerk Maxwell English, Scottish, Irish, or Danish? Oh. Um, English? You're wrong. He was Scottish. Oh, wow. Okay, and then, uh, did he work, did he work as a professor at Oxford, Cambridge, University of Edinburgh, or University of London? University of Edinburgh? No, you're wrong. Even, oh, wow. Like, I tried to trick you because uh, Edinburgh is in Scotland, so. That's cool. So he, he worked at Cambridge as a professor for a while. Um, so is a, an electromagnetic field created when you turn on a microwave, charge your phone with a wireless charger, turn on the TV, turn on a lamp, or all of the above? All of the above? Right. Oh, fine. so all of the, so electromagnetic field is whenever uh, wi- uh, electricity goes through a wire for uh, for your phone charger or anything like that. There's always a circular uh, electromagnetic magnetic field going around, and that's how wireless chargers work because it's that coil of uh, wire that enhances that electromagnetic field, so you can transfer energy. Very cool. Um, did he demonstrate color photography, computers, the steam engine, or a machine gun? Oh, wow. Um. Yeah. Steam gun? I don't know. Uh, sorry, let let me say that again. Did he demonstrate computer photography, uh, sorry, color photography, computers, steam, the steam engine, or the machine gun? Steam engine, maybe. Okay, you're wrong again. Oh, wow. It was color photography. This guy was all over the place. He was. Yeah, so, um, where, uh, and then finally, where did this guy die? In Edinburgh, in New York City, in Paris, or in Cambridge? Cambridge? Yes. Oh, good. See, if you paid attention to the... The second question, you would have figured that out because he was in Cambridge. So I mean, like he would have stayed in Cambridge. And so uh, that's it for me. Thank you so much for coming to this episode about James Clark Maxwell. And yeah, thank you so much. No problem. Very fun. Yep. Now that we got a great overview of things for our friend Izzy Reitz, we're going to get into, this, into the main section of our podcast. 
We're going to start with the early years of James Clark Maxwell. He was born on June 13, 1831, in Edinburgh, Scotland. At, uh, he was thrown right into the science world and adolescence. His geometry paper, paper was presented to the Royal Society of Edinburgh just at age 13. So, by that, you know this guy is really smart and experienced and he knows what he's talking about. Already at age 16, he enrolled in the University of Edinburgh. He studied there for three years and at then attended the Cambridge University's Trinity College. He graduated in 1854. He ta after he graduated, he taught at, the at Trinity College for a few years. Then he moved to Marshall College. Uh, he once he graduated from Trinity College, he moved to Marshall College as a part of the physics faculty. There, he married Catherine Mary Dwar in 1858. After marriage, while he was still at Marshall College, he thought of the idea that Saturn's rings composed of particles, which today we do know. Today we do know that Saturn's rings are composed of particles. They're composed of a mixture of dust and gases and uh, icy, icy particles. For this idea, Maxwell received the Atom Prize. Once Marshall College became a part or merged with the University of Aberdeen, Maxwell took the position, a professor position to be clear, at the King's College in London. He taught there until 1865. Then he resigned and continued his work, work and research at home, at his home in Glenair. Continuing to help out at uh, Cambridge, while still uh, working on his own at his house, he did help establish the university's Cavendish lab. He took a role as a lab director and professor of experimental physics at the start of the 1870s. Now we're getting to his main and most important uh, discovery in, and or invention in his lifetime, which was the theory of electromagnetism. So, continuing his work on color and uh, the amazing discoveries of gas velocity, which two subjects uh, I do not know anything about, but they do sound both amazing, uh, which this uh, color research did end up becoming the first uh, demonstration of color photography, which he did demonstrate later in life. And gas velocity is also another complicated topic that I would never be able to understand. <laughs> well, back on the back on the subject, while at King's College, he did bega began to spread the idea of electromagnetism in light. Uh, a fellow physicist, Michael Faraday, already established the idea of electromagnetism uh, that that they were connected. Elec electricity and magnetism were connected, but didn't know why. So, uh, Maxwell did uh, explore this subject and uh, really put this subject to the, its potential. And so, he, using experiments on vortexes and expanding Faraday's work on the theory of electromagnetism, uh, the theory of electromagnetism was born. The idea that light is made up of waves, and these waves are travel, they all travel at the speed of light, but, um, and this, uh, this, these waves 
have different lengths from the peak to peak. Uh, if you know a sine wave, there's a peak and then there's another peak. Um, and the distance between those peaks um, lets you know what type of uh, light it is or energy or electromagnetic wave it is. So they can be as uh, small and as m most energetic as gamma ray gamma rays, which cause immense damage to your cells and to organic matter. Or they can be as long and as unharmful as radio waves, which uh, if there are radio signals or if you can get radio in your car, then, then radio waves are flowing through your body and they don't do any damage to you. And then in the middle of that spectrum is visible light from red to violet. And those are all different waves of, of electromagnetism. And there's a bunch of different waves. There's uh, microwaves, which how microwaves work. And then there's also the waves that you get cellular on your phone from. There's all the different types of waves on this different spectrum. And there's a lot more stuff about it. But yeah, that's the main gist of it. And so, besides the theory of electromagnetism, he also created the first color photography, like I said, uh, uh, sort of closer to the beginning of the episode. Taken in 1861 and creating structural engineering and calculation for bridge maintenance. So this really helped launch color photography, photography in general. This also helped... Uh, bridge the gap from pho normal photography to movies, and also telephoto, te telecolor, which I believe the v very first or the, the most famous telecolor movie was um, The Wizard of Oz, which is a great movie. I recommend it. And so, so the many awards he earned was for, he earned the Rufer Medal, the Keith Prize, the Hopkins Prize, and he also gained a membership to groups like the Royal Academy of Sciences in Amsterdam. And like I said, he, his, uh, his geometry paper in his adolescence was also presented to the Royal Society in Edinburgh, which is another great, amazing science group, which is similar to the Royal Society of England or London, I forget what it's called, but it's this great, big, great group of scientists. I believe Isaac Newton was a part of it at one point. And so it's this uh, amazing group. They're, they're all geniuses, absolute geniuses. And they're all a lot smarter than we all are. I don't know how they are, but they are. And also he had a few publications, uh, like different papers and books and, and like science Um science fi finalizations and conclusions which these included the theory of heat in 1871 and the matter and motion matter and motion in 1877 uh he died in cambridge england on november th 5th 1876 from a from abdominal cancer uh his house that he worked at for all those years is now a museum that you can go visit and it's also the site of the James Clerk Maxwell Foundation. Thank you for listening to this fourth episode of Science Who. 
We have new episodes weekly. You can reach us at our website of wnth.radio.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. I Thanks, and I hope to see you soon. Bye.